0: Welcome to Screen Thoughts with Hollister and O'Toole. Sometimes you have to change your scenery to change your life. Okay, can we gossip a bit before we get started, O'Toole? Come on. You know I am never one to turn down
1: a little gossip fest. (laughs) Go for it, Hollister. Okay,
0: so... (laughs) So yesterday, we're podcasting, what's today, Tuesday, we're podcasting on Tuesday, and yesterday was the Met Gala at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, Mm -hmm. put on by Vogue magazine, and the theme was technology in the future. Did you see Claire Dane's dress?
1: I saw a couple photos, but somehow I missed hers. Tell me, what
0: did it look like? Okay, well, you have to go... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I know that, first of all, I, who wear black, unless I can find something darker and have no fashion sense whatsoever, but here's this dress, okay, it was made out of fiber optic material, it had 39 batteries in it, and it lit up, so... Did she come
1: straight from the set of Homeland? No, here's
0: the thing... Everybody's writing about it. They say it was the dress of of the of the century. Amazing, amazing, amazing as it was. But here's what I can't believe nobody's saying. It's totally girl on fire. You know, it's out of the Hunger Games, you know, where they took a dress oh. and he made it out of fiber optics. So it lit up. And by the way, she looks stunning. Absolutely stunning. The dress was by Zach Posen. And Zach Posen has done uh, work for uh, Michelle Obama. You know, he's... He does stuff a little off the beaten track, like you don't see Meryl Streep in a Zach Posen, you know, dress. Speaking
1: of Michelle Obama, did you see where she's going to be on NCIS?
0: Well, I saw where she was on The Voice last night. (laughs) does that count? <laughs>
1: has a first lady ever been on a primetime show before?
0: Who was it who was on Sesame Street? But on primetime. Well, Sesame Street's primetime for kids. <laughs> right. Moving right
1: along. This week, we are reviewing a Lit Lover selection, A Hologram for the King, based on the Dave Eggers novel, which was a 2012 National Book Award finalist, adapted for the big screen by Tom Tykwer, the German director, who in this film has really Reteamed teamed with Tom Hanks, they collaborated together on Cloud Atlas, also a book adapted for the big screen.
0: When life threw Alan Clay a curveball, he needed a fresh start. So he's traveling halfway around the world for the deal of a lifetime. Sound like you're on the moon. No, I'm in Saudi Arabia. We're pitching a three-dimensional holographic meeting system to the king.
1: Now he needs to learn. The king won't be coming today.
0: Here's where we are right now. A different way of doing business.
1: Industrial city, business center, university. Full
0: we'll And a different way of making friends. Did you meet the guy? No, but I met his associate.
1: He you work for CIA or something? Just a little freelance
0: work. People don't like jokes like that. I knew it as soon as I said it. I'm so glad we read the book also, because if I had just seen the film, I would have totally missed the nuances of the whole thing. I don't know why Tom Hanks, I have no empathy for him. And this is really the story of Death of a Salesman, you know, in modern day times. Don't you agree?
1: (laughs) Death of a Salesman in the desert. Either that or the male equivalent of how Stella got her groove back in the desert. (laughs) I I had to laugh because Tom Tickfair, he first came across my radar with the film Run, Lola, Run, which he directed, which, you know, was a very fast-paced movie, as you can tell from the name, whereas compared to Run, Lola, Run, this was more like, wait, Tom, wait, and good things will come.
0: But I didn't find the book slow, did you? I loved the book. I did, too. I loved the book so much more than the movie. I had low expectations for the movie.
1: And I'll tell you why. Wait,
0: wait, first I have to ask. Did you read the book before you saw the movie or after?
1: I read half the book and then I went and saw the movie and then I finished reading the book.
0: And I think
1: the book is a great example. They always tell writers avoid adjectives and adverbs, and stick with nouns. And Dave Eggers leans very heavily on nouns. He's got his subjects and his objects and moves on. So it's a very accessible book.
0: Oh, and, interesting. You know, it reads
1: yep. a lot like a screenplay. But I think it almost had to be a European director who would want to adapt a book about waiting and malaise with a lot of flashbacks. It's not the most visually conducive story to tell on the big screen.
0: Do you remember when Bridges of Madison County came out? I loved the book, mm-hmm. and m- my friends and I could not wait for this movie to come out. It was so cast it was bitterly disappointing. And I feel as if this movie could have been much better if somebody else had been cast, don't you think?
1: You know, I was thinking about that a lot. And do you know who I, I would have cast instead of Tom Hanks?
0: Okay, wait, wait, give me three hints so I can guess who you would have cast.
1: Let me just preface it by saying this. When I was reading the book, I already knew that Tom Hanks had been cast. And as I was reading it, the character that he plays, I could actually really hear Tom Hanks' voice. So I wasn't completely opposed to him playing the part. But when I saw the movie, there was someone that I thought would have been even better. Here's your clue. He was nominated for an Oscar. For the film The Visitor.
0: The Visitor?
1: hmm In 2009. Huh. He played Richard from Texas in Eat, Pray, Love. Not necessarily a household name, but a great actor. Richard Jenkins.
0: Oh, my God. You're absolutely right. And couldn't you also see him as Willie Loman? Yes,
1: I could. I think he is so good at someone trying to overcome an inner malaise. Someone who I'm rooting for. I think he's a very good actor.
0: I do, too. All right. Now, if you read this book in book group, what would be the things you'd want to talk about?
1: I love Dave Eggers's turns of phrase. I, I think some of the sentences, they're so simply put, but I thought beautifully put. So, for example, when he's describing Alan, the Tom Hanks character, and he says Alan was not sure what he had was wisdom. What he had was a sense that few things mattered much.
0: And didn't that come right out of Arthur Miller to you? You know, it's
1: true that he faced all situations with this, quote, sense of exhausted resolve. It takes so yep. few words for him to really capture a character. I
0: could not see the emotions in Tom that he was supposed to be having. I couldn't see them. And, I, you know, it's it's the problem I have with him as an actor. I just, the only time was when he was on that stupid desert beach by himself, you know. So he plays well by himself, but not so well with others. <laughs> you know, I...
1: It's It's very hard to visually... Portray a sense of internal struggle, and even the things that one can see, it's almost too much for the screen. So, that lipoma that yeah. he's got on his back or his neck <laughs> I mean, that was bad enough reading about that in the book, but seeing it on the big screen, I i had to look away. Oh, uh, well,
0: that's interesting, huh?
1: You know, when the movie started, I thought I wasn't going to care for it at all, but mm-hmm. it was more optimistic than the book.
0: That way, you know, something, wait, 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 before we move on from that, that's actually really smart. It was more optimistic.
1: I read a really interesting interview with the director, Tom Tickfair, and they asked him a little bit about the ending, which is a little different in the movie than it is in the book. Yeah, not exactly. to, you know, give away Should we, the uh, Do we
0: give that away or no? You know what? Yeah, we shouldn't give that away. I'm not
1: going to give it away, but this is what he said about it. And I thought this was such an interesting quote. Tom Tickver said, quote, making art is an optimistic act, in my opinion, because we still believe in people going to see something and reflecting on it. And why do you reflect? Because you want to make life worth living.
0: Well, but, you know, that's also a very individualized prism because, first of all, writing is an art. And secondly, it depends on the artist as to what prism they're looking through. For him, that's what it is, is what he's saying, right? And that's why the film is more optimistic. Yeah, yeah, very smartly said, very smartly. Now, what about the other actors, and did you recognize our friend? She she has the most interesting roles.
1: She really does, and it's so funny because when I was reading the book and I read about the character, the, the woman from Denmark, it never occurred to me until I was seated there in the theater that they actually went and got Seeds of Bobbit Knudsen from Borgen to play the Danish woman. I thought, well, I'm glad they just started at the top. An interesting character to play. I was very glad they made some changes there from the scenes in the book. Overall, the film hues extremely closely to the book. You know, there's whole lines of dialogue that are just lifted verbatim out of the book, but I think it does play better in the book.
0: I would agree, I would agree. What did you think of the opening scene of Tom Hanks leaving his house? You mean the music video spoof of Talking Heads? Yeah. And you may find yourself looking for your large automobile. And you may find yourself without a beautiful house without a beautiful wife and you may ask yourself how did i get here was that necessary the
1: lyrics of that song perfectly mirror what's going on in this character's head
0: no that's true it's again it's that tragedy of of 30 years of doing you know 25 years of doing something that had did nothing other than tread water and sometimes not even that you know well the other thing is do you remember do you remember Hanks in the terminal
1: i was just going to say i skipped the terminal i skipped cast away and i thought okay i will finally wait with tom hanks in the desert
0: okay well you know to put a different set of clothes on him and he could have been, and take the accent away he was in the terminal mm-hmm.
1: you know a real challenge with bringing this to the big screen is Trying to identify an antagonist because obviously, if you have a really strong antagonist, it makes for interesting viewing on the big screen. If you've got a Darth Vader, it's interesting to watch.
0: I was just going to say the antagonist is his own feelings about his life, mm-hmm. which is challenging to make um, into a movie. Well, and then the epiphanies that he has around them are ridiculous. It's sort of like, oh, uh, you know, I felt like, oh, are we looking for an Oprah aha moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just and yet I don't know. I, I don't recommend. I don't recommend this. Film. Film. Do you recommend you this know, film?
1: I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, but I had low expectations going in. I will give it this, however. Do you remember our podcast discussion of Whiskey Tango Foxtrot?
0: No, but I'm sure you can <laughs> Does help that mean me remember. You've
1: repressed the whole thing.
0: I don't remember what I had for breakfast <laughs> yesterday. So tell me what, what you're what are you referring to?
1: Well, I remember saying a flaw in that film to me is that the scene they chose to open with was not the scene that the book opened with, but they started in the expat um, it was an expat bar where all these Westerners in Afghanistan are drinking and snorting coke, and it's this Right, oh yes, I remember scene. you didn't
0: like that, but I liked it. And yeah. I said
1: the timing of that scene was off. It's not that I was so against that scene, but you hadn't yet given me time to bond with the characters and see why they might be yeah, drinking you, themselves silly. it was a good point.
0: It was a reasonable point. And
1: in um, A Hologram for the King in both the book and the movie, there's a very similar scene in the Danish embassy, but where it falls in the movie, you've given me time to bond with Tom Hanks' character and his frustrations and the expat community where some of them have been waiting 18 months to meet the king of Saudi Arabia. A, that timing was much better. And B, what Whiskey Tango Foxtrot did not achieve for me, both the book and the film, A Hologram for the King, did. And that's that I actually thought they were more culturally sensitive.
0: It's so funny that my next comment was going to be about the cultural insensitivity that it didn't feel that way in the book but in the movie I felt like you are making caricatures that are not okay
1: and give some examples Hollister because I find that fascinating
0: when when the guy picks him up to drive him mm-hmm. the 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 song you know oh, do you, you know do you know sh- do you like Chicago excuse me you're the driver driver guy hero
1: where are you from Boston do you like Chicago not in the winter no the band you
0: know my love was meant to be it was demeaning, I thought, and it was not like that in the book. But I was very
1: glad that he actually interacted with
0: locals. Interesting, yeah. Has he written anything else? I don't even know.
1: Dave Eggers has written ten books, and of course the one oh, that <laughs> the one that really put him on the map was the memoir A Heartbreaking Work of Staggering Genius, which was the runner-up for the Pulitzer Prize, and people started calling him the JD Salinger of Generation X.
0: Amazing. Now, do you know
1: who he cites as one of his literary influences? No. Okay, here's your clue. He is the subject of a movie that we did another podcast on. David Foster
0: Wallace, the end of the tour. Oh, my God, that's so funny because I was going to tell you he reminds me of him, the way he delivers.
1: What's very interesting is how Tom Tickfair came to adapt Hologram for the King. He first approached Dave Eggers to adapt another one of his novels called What is the What?, And he wanted to adapt it for television. So Tom Tickver wrote the screenplay as he did in Hologram for the King. And Dave Eggers was pretty impressed with his script. And they became friends. So the television project never worked out. But because they became friends, Tom Tickver got to see an early copy of a Hologram for the King and asked to adapt it. And and
0: that's how that came about. Oh, that's interesting. Now, did you watch his TED Talk? Dave Eggers's? Uh-huh. No, I didn't see it. It's only gotten 1.2 million views. Oh, is that all? Um, I, you know, I, I, of course, didn't look at the other books he's written. I went to the TED Talk. <laughs> it's so interesting <laughs> how we approach things. It's a call to action to get involved in local public schools. Like, he has a real passion around that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it was interesting only from the the standpoint of that's just not what I would have expected a TED talk from somebody who writes that way to be. But he talks the same way he writes. You know, there's not a lot of flower mm-hmm. there. You know, we're not looking at a lot of color in his language, but it's just so clean and clear. And you should. And his his delivery of it is excellent also.
1: Now, did you see the interview with Sarita Chowdhury, who plays the doctor in the film? And of course, she's from Mississippi, Masala and Homeland. And she played Ben Kingsley's wife and learning to she's drive. She's so good
0: in Homeland, isn't she? I think I need to see you again. There's a lot at stake for a woman like her. What do you think of this? You and me, the big culture clash, we are separated by the thinnest filament. Well, that's the way I think. That's the way it is.
1: I was so curious about this because after the premiere at the Tribeca Film Festival of Hologram for the King, she said, quote, Dave Eggers was on set and none of us wanted to go talk to him because he's an intellectual and we're just actors. Tom Hanks was like, "I'll go first." But then he came back and was like, "I tried to be funny, I tried to be smart, and you just fail." And then Tom Hanks said, "Here's Dave Eggers on the set and he just silently folded his arms." And he said, "This is Tom Hanks again. I think Dave made his peace with the process and we made our peace with Dave."
0: By the way, Tom Hanks is always totally politically correct about everybody, so that's that's really like saying the guy's a total jerk. <laughs>
1: Did you know that Dave Eggers wrote the screenplay, along with two others, um, but he's got a credit for Where the Wild Things Are. Hmm. Here's uh, some more lines from the book that I just thought were fabulous. When he's talking about the contradictions of the kingdom, and they're talking about the suicide rate in Saudi Arabia, and this is how it reads in the book, Half the women are on Prozac, and the men, like us, the energy leaks out in dangerous places.
0: Okay, it's so funny because the quote that I pulled out, uh-huh. like there, you, there you are with all these like, you know, really amazing quotes, and then here's my, <laughs> someone, kid or the um, digiters had arranged them all more or less chronologically, and now he could and too often did scan through the thousand pictures, a record of his life, in minutes. All he had to do is keep his finger on the leftward arrow. It was too easy. It was not good. It kept him in a dangerous state of nostalgia and regret and horror (laughs) i love nostalgia regret and horror as a combination of a trilogy is really interesting and then i thought it would be really cool if uh, this is how crazy i am it would be really cool if some artist painted a triptych and it was one was nostalgia one was regret and one was horror like the combination of those three emotions i think it's a very unusual combination don't you i
1: totally agree and You know, he has lines like this, like, in death you can hope for dignity but should expect disarray thought it was fabulous. And, you know, a lot of humor in the book. So for example, and wisdom when he said, did children want sports cars for parents? No, they wanted Hondas. They wanted to know that the car would start in all seasons.
0: This is a book, not a movie. The written word here is so much richer than the visual words.
1: I definitely preferred the book to the movie, but the movie, I would give it a b minus or a b really i would i would not you know but i found it interesting that the movie was partially filmed in saudi arabia also of course in morocco egypt boston and germany and it's very interesting when you consider that saudi arabia has no cinemas huh. And yet, Tom Tickfair said, and I I agree, he says that the movie doesn't demonize the country. It doesn't turn a blind eye to some of the issues. And it's very interesting that it's a female doctor.
0: Now, wait, there's one other quote, though, that I thought was beautiful. She said, and they leaned against each other, tired as prize fighters, as they watched the sun pour into the sea. I thought that was a great visual. I'm a sop.
1: (laughs) This one I thought was great, too, where he's describing the desert, and he says, The sand, just a shade from white, was messy with fragments of shells, as though someone had been dropping dishes for a hundred years. You know, he relies you on know, that mouths. didn't
0: stand out to me at the time, but with the way you read it, I think it's excellent. Maybe you should have <laughs> read me the book. Maybe that would have made it better. Okay, do you have any trivia?
1: I do have some trivia. I'm so glad you okay, asked. Okay, give it to me. Okay. Okay. Do you know who Dave Eggers went to high school with? Vince Vaughn. Oh,
0: huh. Are they still friends? I don't
1: know, but Vince Vaughn, I bet, would have gone up to talk to him on set.
0: Huh. Another guy who this week I read an article about Vince Vaughn that he's had a difficult 10 years.
1: Yes. Okay. Now, Tom Tickfair. Okay, I have to give it to him on this front, too. And I mentioned this when we were talking about Alejandro Iñárritu and the Oscars, who won this year, of course, for The Revenant. He won the Oscar again. So do you know what Tom Tickver has in common with Alejandro Iñárritu and Clint Eastwood? No. (laughs) (laughs) They are all directors who can score their own films. Tom Tickfair has a co-credit for the music. I should have figured that out. Here's one more piece of trivia that's music related. Okay, Tom Tickfair, who directed Run, Lola, Run. Run, Lola, Run was the inspiration for what music video? I never knew this.
0: The one where Beyonce's running?
1: (laughs) John Bon Jovi's It's My Life.
0: It's my life. (laughs) a uh, great great song by the way <laughs> love bon jovi love the song bon jovi doesn't age isn't that great fabulous maybe if it had been a bon jovi song at the beginning i would have liked it better
1: now did you know that tom hanks is a producer on my big fat greek wedding too
0: i did yeah yeah but you know why because his wife saw the play and she's the one who brought it to the screen
1: oh go rita
0: well rita's greek and she that's how that's how all that happened yep uh, I, he's not my favorite actor, and I don't I don't know how he's done so well, but he certainly has. The body of work, you know, Green Mile, Saving Private Ryan, Forrest Gump, The Da Vinci Code, You've Got Mail. You know, there's nothing he hasn't played. Do you know how many films he's been in? Don't look it up. How many do you think he's been in? 76. 79. How'd you get that right? So close to right.
1: I looked it up before the podcast.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right, I hate you. I didn't realize okay, I'm he, done with you today. I We're didn't finished here. That
1: he has over 50 producing credits.
0: You know what TV show he produced that shocked me totally? I do tell. Big Love. I didn't know he produced that. Stick with me, kid. I'll give you all kinds of information.
1: <laughs> you know, here's something else Tom tickner said that I thought was super interesting about why he adapted Hologram for the King. He really had an affinity for the book, and this is his quote: "I felt I know something about his weird, lost in spaceness." and his sense of, I don't know how I'm going to survive the future because no one seems to care for me anymore. I loved that Dave put it in a context that had a lot of humor. You see a man who wants to do business. He's in the desert, and there's no one who wants to meet him. There's nothing to sell, and there's nowhere to put it. It's a strong image.
0: Very interesting. Very interesting indeed.
1: Something that was in the book that they left out of the movie, which I really, really loved, was when he was talking about how to sell things. And he said, you've always got to hone in on what it is the person buying is looking for. And it's usually either money, romance, self-preservation, or recognition. I thought that was so (laughs) insightful.
0: Bonfire of the Vanities.
1: There you go. Another book turned into a movie <laughs> where the book Stick was much better. Stick with me
0: long enough and we're going to get through all of that.
1: <laughs> you know, something else that I really loved in the book, and I wish they had given more of this to Tom Hanks because I think Tom Hanks could have pulled it off. I loved that his character in the book loved to tell jokes. And in the script, I would have given him one or two more jokes to tell.
0: Right. Huh. Well, it's good.
1: I have one more question for you, Hollister. They keep okay. portraying him as a failure, do you view his character,
0: Absolutely. Alan
1: Clay, as a failure?
0: Absolutely. In
1: all respects? Yeah, I do. Even his relationship with his daughter?
0: Okay. In the book, no. In the movie, yes. You know, maybe it's because, again, I can't... Tom Hanks connects to nobody for me. In very few movies do I actually see the connection. You know, the, the end scene of You've Got Mail when he's kissing her, I don't feel that love. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't feel any passion there.
1: You know, maybe that's why I liked him most in Sleepless in Seattle, because they don't meet for most of the movie.
0: Well, and they don't kiss. Maybe he can't kiss.
1: (sighs) And yet, let me ask you this. In the book and in the movie, if he's supposed to be such a failure, why do two such able women throw themselves at him? (laughs) I mean, here you've got the doctor who first meets him when he's gone at that lipoma with a steak knife, and then she finds him in a moonshine-induced panic attack. How on earth can he be a real catch for her?
0: You just answered the question. He was vulnerable when he was having a panic attack, and she saw through, and she saw into the vulnerability. Mr. Clay. What happened to me? An anxiety attack. You'll be okay. Thank you.
1: There were a couple other actors I was surprised by their cameos. Tom Skerritt played Tom Hanks's father. And uh-huh. Ben Whishaw, your guy from London Spy, who was, of course, Q. And Spectre, don't you not recognize Skyfall. him in
0: anything? It's like you see him for the first time every time he's on the screen. I thought don't he was perfect that? to play the part of the hologram. Yep, I did too.
1: And, you know, this was obviously not the first book adapted for the big screen in which Tom Hanks is starred. You've got The Da Vinci Code, Forrest Gump, The Green Mile, Cloud Atlas. Oh, my God, a
0: ton of them. Yeah, executive producer of John Adams. I mean, come on. All right, the guy's got, you know, he's certainly got a CV worth looking at. Okay, I'm over Tom. I've always been over Tom. And, you know, nothing personal. Would you make me a hologram? If I just knew where to plug it in. Get right on that, will you, please? <laughs>